2023 in review, where we've been and where we're going, a conversation with the healthcare experts at Quality Insights. This webinar included a visual PowerPoint presentation. To view a video recording, visit the link in the description of this podcast. Good afternoon and welcome to our series of webinars focused on bringing you information about COVID-19 related topics. The information in these weekly webinars is geared toward long-term care and skilled nursing facilities, but we encourage everyone who's interested to attend. My name is Kathy Caudill. I'm a communication specialist with Quality Insights. Today's webinar topic is 2023 in review, where we've been and where we're going. This webinar will be a rebroadcast of our December 6th webinar, followed by a live Q&A with our panel. And now I will play the recording of the December 6th webinar, beginning with the introduction of our speakers. And when we reach the end, I will pause and we can get started with today's Q&A. Could everybody else not hear the video? Could not hear it. Well, in that case, for doing this live, I will pull up the presentation then. The quality improvement specialists that we have on our panel today are Penny Imes, Deborah Wright, Patty Austin, and Shirley Sullivan. And we're also joined by our infection preventionist, Jennifer Brown. Penny, I believe you're our first speaker. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and get started. Our whole nursing home team took a look at where were we in 2023. You know, with the new year coming up, everybody sort of does that look back at, at the past year. What did we do? What do we cover? Where do we want to go in the future when we're looking at 2024? And we thought it would be really nice to end out the year with just going through some of our initiatives. So. <laughs> so back to slide two, um, we started looking at the, the initiatives that we had worked on with our nursing homes over the past year. And there was the opioid misuse and utilization, which we had a couple of work groups running that addressed that, um, decreasing opioid adverse drug events for those high-risk residents um, was really the focus. And then each of these topics are are quality improvement specialists who are the topic champions will give a little bit more detail about some of the areas. And then we'll talk too about what's coming up in 2024 related to these measures and then also other information that we may have heard from all of you. So the opioids, the patient safety looked at both hospitalizations that were due to adverse drug events and um, hospitalizations related to facility-acquired infections in nursing homes. And of course, the adverse drug events were, were those medications that were more closely uh, a higher risk for our, our resident population. So the antipsychotics, the, um, along with the opioids, and then also anticoagulants and diabetic agents. And then you can see the infections that were really a focus for the population. And then care coordination was looking at preventing those, how do we decrease those avoidable ED visits and 30-day readmissions to hospitals? Um, and then, of course, immunizations has constantly been something that we, we have focused on with quality improvement, trying to increase those influenza and pneumococcal rates and now the COVID-19 vaccine rates. And then the training, CMS has really encouraged all of our nursing homes to take a look at your infection control and prevention training to make sure that includes uh, all the updated and new emerging respiratory viruses that are, are coming up. 
So those were sort of the initiatives that we had covered. And we just wanted to share a little bit about some of the resources that we had available through the past year and then some upcoming um, information. So I'm going to send it over to uh, Shirley for to review what we did with opioids. Shirley. Hi, good afternoon, everyone. Um, so yes, I'm going to go over the opioid um, adverse drug events. And, uh, you know, uh, some of the things that we did, you know, we've done a number of webinars this year. Um, and one of the webinars, you know, I wanted to point out was the series we were doing um, called Insured Medication for Opioid Use Disorder Treatment through the Care Continuing Webinar Series. And we have a link here on the slide uh, that you can join that. Uh, series started in like April of 2023 and runs through, um, I think, June of 2024. And in February and March, uh, the two um, uh, webinars will be based on the nursing home, the resident in the nursing home. It kind of runs through the nurse, the resident from being in the hospital inpatient to being in the nursing home and then also out into the community. So it, uh, the February and March one would really be good ones for you guys to catch if you haven't had a chance to you know, join into that series. And then also we've had work groups um, this year. Uh, we've been working on... Um, uh, our medical director, Dr. Jean Storm, um, created, created an opioid reduction plan. And we've worked with a number of facilities. Some facilities were um, using real-time uh, medical systems, which is a, like a, a, a platform that sits on top of their um, EHR that kind of collects reporting data. And then we had a group using the real-time and a group not using the real-time. And then work through this opioid reduction plan, you know, you know, putting in place, um, looking at your residents' risk of, um, of opioid um, um, dependency, uh, looking at your residents that come into your facility um, who maybe who haven't been on a opioid prior to um, their hospitalization who are now on opioids and looking at maybe reducing those opioids. And it kind of runs through a lot of good information on things to look at for your residents. And um, so through those work groups, we completed them for this year. We had a lot of positive uh, feedback and we've seen a number of uh, opioids being reduced in some of the facilities. And so we're going to start a new work group in January 15th of this year. I have, a um, again, the link here that you can uh, click on to join. And if you have any questions, um, you can certainly reach out to me at ssullivan at qualityinsights.com or you know, ask it at the end of this webinar if you need more information. And then on the bottom of this page, I just have a resource, the link for the opioid risk assessment tool and the opioid reduction review, which is two resources we use during the um, work groups that are available to all of you that really were helpful in reducing of opioids. And I will pass it on to the next person. And that's back to me. Um, so when we were looking at patient safety, as I said, we were looking at medications that lead to high-risk medications that lead to hospitalizations and also those infections that can lead to hospitalizations for the our population. Um, the weekly webinars, basically these Wednesday webinars that we have, we had a number of um, webinars related to infections 
and also medications. And actually on this one, where it says anticoagulants upcoming, we had that anticoagulant um, webinar and Dr. Storm presented uh, on that. Um, so everything, you all should be getting our weekly newsletters on Fridays. If you're not getting them, please make sure that you contact your um, either Kathy or your quality improvement specialist, because once we have a webinar, the recording link and everything is always in our Friday um, newsletter. And then also on our website, which Kathy can put into the chat, we always have our listing under resources, our, our media it, are the webinars that we've done. So you can go back and listen to any of these webinars that you may have missed. They've been very good webinars on sepsis, multi-drug resistant organisms, um, and then also your adverse drug events, UTI prevention and treatment, uh, antipsychotic med reduction. And then, as I said, the anticoagulants was just uh, on the 13th. Um, very good educational webinars. Again, just like all of our Wednesday webinars, 20 to 30 minutes in length. So really not a bad length to listen to. And then we also had readmissions work groups in 2023. And we have a slightly more intensive work group coming up in 2024. And Patty's going to talk about that one a little bit more. We are also looking at hopefully developing an on-demand platform for 2024 that will enable our uh, participants to go in and pull out education and resources with free CEs. So as I said, we're working on that. And once all of those things become available, you'll be getting information on that. And then a couple resources that went along with some of the webinars, how to manage my blood thinner for um, when you discharge residents home on anticoagulants. And then there's also the antipsychotic medication tip sheet that was updated. Uh, again, all of these are on our website and um, you can also access a lot of our resources and new resources on the um, in the newsletter. And immunization, I'll be turning that over to Jen. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, talk to, I'm gonna be talking a little bit about immunization. So our measures are um, to increase influenza vaccination rates, increase pneumococcal vaccination rates, COVID resident vaccination rates, as well as COVID staff vaccination rates. So uh, one of the things that we're doing to help bring awareness to the available immunizations and encourage our residents um, and staff members to stay up to date with immunizations is our immunization campaign. So uh, one of the things that we're doing is the release of this uh, Get in the Immunozone immunization video. Um, it's just a fun uh, video to encourage um, you know, residents to stay up to date. It has a football theme um, in line with, you know, the current uh, sports that are going on right now. Um, so go ahead and check that out. It does also have a companion uh, handout that you can include um, in your communication education um, packets to your residents. So the immunization campaign also has a website where immunization resources can be downloaded. Uh, and the link is here. 
Um, it has tons of information about the different types of vaccines, handouts, and uh, resources that can be printed out and given to residents, um, and some educational resources for staff as well. Uh, one of the resources is the updated COVID-19 vaccine schedule, uh, which has the information about the 2023-2024 COVID vaccine, and some frequently asked questions about the vaccine. Uh, we have one on the RSV vaccine, uh, which is a, a newer vaccine for our population, um, answering some of the frequently asked questions um, and resources on, you know, where to get it and um, possible side effects. Next slide. Uh, this one is the pneumococcal vaccination algorithm and provides information on, you know, how to determine if you're up to date and what to do. Um, if a person is not up to date. And this is our adult immunization toolkit for clinicians. This has been updated for the 2023-2024 uh, season, it has information about flu, pneumococcal, uh, the updated COVID-19 vaccines. It also has information inside about, um, you know, uh, things to do for vaccine hesitancy and organizing your uh, vaccine clinics. Another one of our resources is a vaccine tracking worksheet. Uh, this uh, is a uh, spreadsheet that you can use to track flu and pneumococcal vaccinations. And you can just skip through and show the different pages. This is the pneumococcal vaccine tracker, and it's just for influenza. So coming in 2024, we'll have an updated COVID vaccine um, tracker. Uh, we'll update the vaccine tracker to include some of the feedback we've gotten um, from our current track and uh, also staff vaccination toolkit and new resources to support vaccination efforts. We'll pass it over to Debra. All right. Thank you. So um, I won't take much time because we want to make sure we have enough time for Patty to talk about all the great uh, readmission work that's going to be coming in the new year. Um, just as, this is just a reminder about all the different education resources that are out there and best practices that you can look at as you're working on your infection control training or your COVID training. Um, Project First Line is a great resource. We have um, updated that to include a general infection control and some um, quick links that you can get to on their website, as well as the COVID, certainly not limited to that. They have a multitude of information on their website. They have short videos that um, infection control staff development can look at just to make sure that they're training the staff on the most up-to-date information. But they also have um, basically le like lesson plans. So if you want to do infection control training with your staff and you only have 10 minutes, they're going to tell you, here's the down and dirty 10 minutes. This is what you need to talk about. They also have, I believe it's for 20 or 30 minutes. And then if you have an hour, so depending on how much time you have for your educational session that you're going to be providing to the staff, it, it builds upon the foundation and gives you more information based on the amount of time that you have. So those are really great lesson plans as you're working on your infection control training. 
And then the other resource is CMS's um, training site, which is called QCEP, Quality Safety Education Portal. And here we're focusing on the um, targeted COVID-19 training for frontline staff and management staff. And if that's a process that you work on with your, with your facility and your new hires, or if it's something you want to start working on, we can certainly help you with that. Um, there's a toolkit to help work through that process. But also, um, if you click on that link, not only do they have COVID-19 training, but they have a lot of other trainings that you can have anything from um, simple hand hygiene to dementia training to even if there's new um, Department of Health surveys that are out, they put the trainings on that QSEP portal for the surveyors for a short period of time for them to complete. So if you hit it at the right time, you can get the same training that the surveyors are getting. But these are just two really great uh, resources and places that you can look for for best practices as you're working on your infection control training. Turn it over to Patty. Hi, guys. And I see we are quickly coming to the end of our half an hour. So I am very going to quickly cover what we did in 2023, which was one, pretty darn productive, and two, kind of a lot of fun. We did have some readmission reduction and emergency, emergency trip reduction work groups. And um, they did focus on infection-related issues and fall-related issues. We had some facilities um, really interactively participate to kind of make those work groups something that we don't always um, get the opportunity to engage with. And that participation, that back and forth communication between different facilities really helped us to take these work groups to a different level. We actually had one facility that you might have um, noticed in the last minute lowdown here last week or the week before that was able to achieve, think about this, a 44% reduction in their fall rates during our fall work group. Those are some pretty significant numbers. And um, last that I was aware, they were maintaining those um, gains. So the work groups that we did do in 2023 were interactive engaging and productive for several of the many of the facilities across the state. And I am going to, um, for the nature of time, ask Kathy to advance the slide because I can't wait to talk to you about what we have coming up in 2024. So everything that we've talked about to this point actually can relate to care coordination in one way or another. Everything that we're focused on is designed to prevent those adverse events that can lead to negative outcomes for our residents, which then typically end up in an ER transfer or a rehospitalization. So in January, we are, as Penny mentioned, um, going to begin another work group that is focused on preventing those avoidable ER trips and rehospitalizations. And if you haven't gotten it yet, you will be getting soon the invitation to participate in those work groups. They will, again, be very interactive. Um, there will be some data collection involved in them. But what I think is super important to concentrate on or to draw your attention to is that while these work groups are going to be primarily focused on reducing urinary tract infections and respiratory illnesses that lead to those adverse events, because they are known drivers of readmissions and emergency department trips, 
all of the techniques that we're going to talk about and the scenarios that we're going to use during these work groups can then be applied to other areas within your facility that are leading to adverse events, things like falls and um, medication issues, pain issues. So the processes that are going to be explored um, in real time will be able to be transferred then to other areas for improvement within your facility. And I think that is super fun and super beneficial for all of us. The format of those work groups will be four weeks of calls that will be focused on educating on various areas um, and include scenarios so that we're able to try to operationalize what we're learning as we go, followed by four weeks of coaching calls, which will be much more um, kind of grounded in reality, so to speak, where we will be looking at some of the things that are going on in the facilities that are participating and then collaborate and figure out where those opportunities for improvement lie and strategize on the best ways to reach our goals. So I highly encourage, even if you don't feel like you have an issue with re-hospitalizations or emergency department trips, you consider taking a look at the um, flyer that you'll soon be receiving and participating in the work groups. And I think that's my last slide. Oh, let me talk about my holiday wish list. Um, this was sent out in the last minute lowdown, and um, I had a whole lot of fun creating it. It is, it contains a number of the tools that you might need in order to organize a readmission work group for the start of the new year. And got some really good feedback on it, had a number of facilities check off some items or request some items off the um, tool. If you haven't had a chance to take a look at it, anything you need, please let us know. And we'll be happy to make sure that you get either the link or the resource. Did any of our panelists have anything they want to add before we wrap up? Yeah, we'd just really like to thank everybody for attending today and for your patience with our technological difficulties. And we really, truly wish all of you a happy new year. And we look forward to working with all of you in the new year. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Penny. And since that's it, we don't have any questions for today. I'll go ahead and wrap us up. Uh, I'd like to thank again all of our panelists for joining us today. And I'd like to thank all of you for joining us and hope to see you again in the new year. You can check out our other interviews at qualityinsights.org slash QIN slash multimedia.